Welcome to another episode of the Monochrome Podcast. Today's guest is Kyle from Glasgow Pop Punkers, misplaced. Would yep. you say that's a good way <laughs> yeah. to describe you guys, pop punk? Yes, so, yeah. So let's just jump straight in, man. Tell me a little bit about the band history, you know, how you guys formed, any, like, changes to who you were originally, like, obviously changing identity, because you guys have obviously grown quite a lot as a band over the past couple of years, anyway. Yeah, like, um, like I've been at it for quite a while, like, with some other sort of projects, um, kind of, like, kind of, some of the same members are in misplaced at the moment. Um, that we have just now, and some are not. Um, like an old band called Another Time Around, um, which is God, a good couple of years ago now. Um, people that sort of like old school kind of pop punk stuff. Um, and then we're in Deadbeat Paradise, which again was sort of kind of old school stuff. And then we done Misplaced, um, sort of like two thousand and nineteen. Um. And again, a few different members, and now finally managed to get the right kind of um, set up. It's, it's taken a little bit of time, but now with everyone that's involved, and um, everyone seems super like keen for the vision and stuff. So it's um, it's going well. Yeah, I think that's a thing that you find a lot with bands, particularly in our scene, is they usually do take a bit of time to hit their stride and find their identity. But yeah, uh, you know, you guys are. You know, I think you you find your niche now almost. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, I've kind of, I've always like kind of had a vision for like this band, um, but never really been able to do it. Obviously, like when when I first started, I was like, I just a really shit musician. <laughs> um, so I would just, I would just like kind of get guys together and stuff. But like, it, often at times, like a lot of the guys that were in the band and stuff were like way better than me. But like, I was kind of like, I had the vision there of trying to get together like what misplaced is eventually now. Um, but kind of just kept working at it for years just kept, kept trying to get better and um now we've managed to kind of take it to where we need to which is really cool i mean not that everybody can see but you are sitting right in front of a nothing nowhere flag right <laughs> yeah. now so i guess it could be fair to say maybe your music taste has evolved or watching artists that you like has helped you kind of go actually i don't want to do this traditional pop punk vibe anymore I want to incorporate certain elements yeah different genres yeah like I mean I've always been like a like I'd, I would probably say like like pop punk and like hip-hop are probably my two biggest genres um hip-hop more so I think just like these days hip-hop's just way more like exciting like rap um and obviously with the kind of emo trap scene stuff the soundcloud stuff that came around and like young leaning stuff started and then like you had like guys like peep and stuff to kind of blow up and just world like that's just kind of a sound that when i seen that stuff i was like oh my god like this is like combining my two favorite genres like it's amazing like and i feel like pop punk bands like i feel like they should all like kind of take note of that kind of thing and be like it's cool to see that like the genre can evolve and there's so many cool pop punk bands doing that kind of thing now like um magnolia park and stuff like that like loads of like cool infusing two genres um which is really cool to see yeah one band in particular that's doing that as well that to be honest when i uh, listen to like obviously the stuff you guys have like put out now because obviously you took some of your back catalog down i believe yeah um a lot of people as you know have compared you guys to neck deep a bit but i actually hear more of a point north influence than a neck deep one i don't know is that, wow. that you're actually influenced by or is that just pure chance 
Um, that's just p- pure chance, really. Like Point North, like I- I'd never really um, listened to them much, but like uh, I'd obviously like heard the cover of like Hammer and stuff, um, but nothing nowhere. And they like it-, it sounded amazing, and like they've got a really cool sound. Like I, I do enjoy them, um, but they're not a band that I, I particularly um, would have said. So it's quite cool because, like, of course, like the neck deep thing. Like I've been having that for like um, like years. You kind of get those comparisons, and that it's totally fair. Like makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like that way, like, because like if you heard me like a couple of years ago, like, I mean, I can't really sing that well now, but like I couldn't sing, like really couldn't sing, man. It was like, it was, it, it's that kind of like no effects, fat mic thing that I've got going on. And we were just like, it, just kind of terrible whining, but like, it's just, if you keep going at it, then eventually you kind of like, you can start to do a little bit at least. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, man, I, I guess like, who wrote the rule book on who's good and who isn't you know like you're using yeah. your voice so do what you want <laughs> yeah exactly. it's, just, it's just an extension of yourself so would you say it's fair to say you guys are like i guess pop punk with a, a slight hip-hop or like you know modern emo influence i guess because that's yeah i think like i mean we're, we're influenced by like quite a lot of like, like sounds like we're all like um into loads of different um genres and, and sounds um but yeah, and mainly like that's kind of where where I come from is like um like pop punk obviously like from all all years of it like kind of like your neck deeps and so so far and then I like love blanking Green Day and I love NoFX like I love the whole like the whole spectrum of it um but yeah like I I really do enjoy like that kind of like SoundCloud type sound um I just think that's way more interesting these days um and that's kind of where I'm kind of drawing a lot of influences. You know, speaking of which, another band in Scotland that's kind of going with that vibe, you probably already know Happy Days, like, very yeah. similar oh, yeah. kind of niches, you guys. Yeah, those guys, it's a, good, a really cool sound, for sure. Um, yeah, like, uh, it's, I was, at, I think I was speaking to a friend the other day, actually, and I was just like, you know, obviously you guys have kind of started blowing up, like, you know, in comparison to, like, a lot of bands in Scotland, because I think when, you know, Woes dipped, there was this big, void left to fill and yep. the Scottish scene in particular there wasn't really like a a USP for like a pop punk band I guess like, there was obviously a lot of local bands who were playing that kind of you know like that neck deep generic pop punk tagline kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you guys are starting to get a lot of traction and attention do you think maybe that might be down to just how the scenes evolved over the past year like with a lack of certain bands and just a space to fill. Yeah, I think so. I think like uh, obviously like Woes were were dominant for for a while there. Um, and they, I mean they were such a dope band. Like I remember like supporting them like when we were and an old band Debbie Paradise who supported them on like a they were doing like a small tour. And um, we played in the garage attic. Um, they were headlining, and like just to see them go from that and then like supporting Neck Deep and then like supporting like Seaway and like going ahead and just like starting like touring like Europe and stuff it was like well these guys are like it's so cool to see like a Scottish band can actually do this um and that kind of gave like me and like us the belief that like right yeah we can kind of get in about this and like people do enjoy like listening to the Scottish pop punk the way that they do like because obviously like UK bands have had quite a lot of success with this over the last like couple of years and like the US of course so it was I think woes are like sort of the catalyst for a living Scottish pop punk bands to kind of have um, a chance, really. Yeah, like really I, cool. honestly, I can't think of any 
pop punk bands that came out of Scotland that like actually managed to export to like Europe and stuff is as you probably know from watching Sharpie's documentary on their tour, like they have a following or or, or you know, they were well respected. Like yeah. it's not just like they were just this random little pop punk band that came out of you know, they <laughs> they kinda like I think they influenced a lot of bands in our scene and they will continue to do so for at least a few years. Yeah, oh, yeah, to- I totally agree. Um, Did you guys not it's... actually support them on our last show as well? Yeah, yeah, we supported them um, in their their final show, um, which we was really cool. That was like that's probably that's our biggest show to date. Probably, um, it's kind of crazy because like obviously we're having like quite a lot of success just now, but like this has all been like after the pandemic, so it's really weird when people say like that kind of success, and we can see like that our numbers and stuff are like doing way better than i've ever done before but because we're still like in our homes and like we can't go out and like play shows and stuff like it still doesn't feel like but like we still don't know like we could go out and play a show and we might be playing to like like 10 people or something we don't really know what the like what to expect really yeah i get that i mean in regards to streaming numbers i was actually thinking about this and i was like i think you guys are literally doing the same kind of numbers that woes were in their peak before they did very similar if if it's not the same it's not far off so you know that could be exciting <laughs> Obviously, oh, yeah for, for sure like, they were lucky in regards to getting to tour europe and stuff which is just a, a little bit more difficult now <laughs> yeah but you know that that could be on the call to you guys obviously um signing to we are triumphant do i just talk a little bit about how that happened yeah um so we were actually quite lucky um, so like just before the pandemic happened, like we went down and recorded um, a couple of tracks. Um, we went down south to Whitstable, so it was like pure right down in Kent, right down the bottom of the UK. Um, we we went down there in like March, uh, last year. Um, but I mean, it was literally to the point where we we were down there. There was talks of like the first lockdown beginning. And we were like, oh my God, I don't know if we're going to be able to get back up. Like, because we were down and there was talks as well of like tanks rolling into London and stuff. Like, it was going to be like chaos. Like, we actually headed back up the road on the Friday. And it was like the following day, the bars were shutting for good. It was like, okay, we're going to shut the bars and then like, we're going to see what it goes for there. So um, we managed to get a couple of tracks done and then um, kind of sat on them for a couple of months um, while everything was kind of kicking off because at that time that kind of March April time when it was first lockdown it was kind of crazy um, and then we finally released um, the first one we'd done um, Fuck That I'm Alright um, then we put out the music video and stuff um, and then what happened was um, Nico who's our A&R from We Are Triumphant he has up and he was like um, I've seen your video like I've seen um, your song on Spotify and stuff like I'm really digging it um, do you want to have a chat and then we uh, had a chat with them kind of just talked about our future plans and stuff and then um, yeah the rest of there was kind of history we just got on really well and it just made sense for us to, to sign with them Was that quite a, a nerve-wracking conversation for you guys? Yeah definitely like when we first like like had it through we're like oh like I mean, we knew, like, that the song and stuff was good. Um, and we knew that we kind of had a cool video and stuff uh, for it because um, we used a guy called Andrew uh, Goch who um, has edited, like, quite a lot of, like, hip-hop videos and stuff like that. So we knew it was, like, quite cool aesthetic that he could pull for the video. Um, but we knew it was, like, quite a cool um, look. But once we had, like, attention from, like, 
we are triumphant and stuff, we were like, wow, like this is like quite quite intense, yeah. Um and then we um but once we spoke to Nico, um and then we got to speaking to like Greg and stuff at, at Triumphant, like it just it made total sense. Um like those guys totally understand the vision that we're going for. Um and it just it feels now like we've got additional members in the band. We've just got like people part of the team. Um and it's like yeah, a great decision we've made. Yeah, I mean that's obviously that's huge. Like you look at some of the bands they've, you know, had on their label, like um the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Wonder. Don't know if you're yeah, familiar. Yeah. Uh, they kinda pop punk and bass is it, you know, t- top tier vocalists. I'm sure you'll probably <laughs> yeah. agree with that one. Band's <laughs> range is insane, but you know, they're putting bands like that out. So it's really cool. I actually just saw Bitterwood signed as well. So it's yeah. cool to see some Scottish bands yeah, getting out there. It happens in waves. I feel like it's a thing that it's like a pendulum <laughs> or something. It only happens like cyclically. Like you know, it's it's not like a regular. Yeah, thing, I know so. exactly what you mean. Yeah, it feels like there's a kind of cool wave like going on in Scotland just now, and like obviously you guys are like um, releasing stuff now, which uh, like it's it, it sounds dope, man. It sounds like uh, the best stuff to date. So like it just it's nice to see like kind of everyone um, in Scotland starting to like take it up a gear. Yeah, I like, think the scene's really is ramping up. Like, yeah. it, it always has like a little, you know, a little dip. Obviously, speaking of that, like obviously we uh, work with, I guess, similar creatives. Like we work with Mark Sharp. You guys have been working with Sharpie a bit yep. lately, haven't you? Like, I think you do tend to see the same kind of the names popping up. And like Mark Sharp, obviously he did stuff for yeah, loads yeah. and loads of massive bands. Do you was that like a deliberate thing? Is that like did you know you wanted to do some stuff with him, or you know? Yeah, we, we kind of like. like um, so basically, what we done is like um, before when it came to like photography and stuff, like we um, we would just like have like favors and stuff from people, so we'd know people who had like a camera, like a good camera, and they would like be willing to take photos for us, and they kind of wanted to do it for like their own like kind of experience and stuff, which was cool for us, but. We just decided like right we want to like kind of take it to someone who like is like kind of doing it like at that professional standard where we can kind of get the best out of it um because that's what we done with um our music video for fuck that i'm all right and that's like we ended up getting signed off the back of that so we're like right well we need to like kind of find the right creative people who understand our vision and put the money in their hands so um yeah, we obviously done a research and like with Mark and like the people he's worked with, it kind of speaks for itself. Like his work's amazing. Um, so yeah, it kind of just took our vision up a notch to get involved with him. Yeah, I mean that's obviously really cool. Like working with Mark, I can say he is the utmost professional. Like the man's just he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, it's like magic behind that camera. I don't know how he does it because there's like photos, like <laughs> we're getting photos taken, and it, I'm I'm sitting thinking like. God, like I must look terrible here, and then like you look at the, them back when he sends them, and you're like, "What did you do?" Like <laughs> this is like fucking some magic. Mate, honestly, I remember speaking to him once, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I just used to use this like really old version of Photoshop, and that's how I learned to edit photos." And I'm like, "So what you're saying is, <laughs> for a long time, and you'll be good." <laughs> It's, it's cool though man like um obviously you probably know we had some videos with him and he's like getting us to play the song like fucking twice as fast and it's already quite a <laughs> yeah. quick song and he tells us this like on the spot and we're just like 
fucking what? TDT actually, yeah, like, and, like double time. It's just like, how did you manage to make the double time takes of this song look good in half time? <laughs> like, it's slow motion, is it? It's, it's nuts. Yeah. But like, obviously, I saw you guys all also worked with, is it Ian yeah, Sadler? Yeah. He produced uh, one of the guests I've already had on the no, podcast, you know, um, you might know Decay. Hey, Decay, yeah, yeah. Decay, yeah, they're yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Matty. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he produced their EP and their yeah. LP very highly thought yeah. of. So how is that? Like, Yeah, like Ian is like, just he's he's a wizard. He's like so good. Um, Like, I get like, we've worked with like loads of different producers. Um, We worked with like a few in Glasgow. Um, and then we went down south and worked with them. Um, uh, the, f- the first time we ever went down south to work with someone was uh, Ricky Beatleston, who he's worked with like guys like Dude Trips and stuff before. Um, and when we went down and worked with him, it was like an eye-opening moment because it was like working with someone who, um, like, was a fan of like the music that we play. Because like whenever we like worked with like a lot of people in Glasgow, this was like a couple of years ago now. Like we we never had couldn't find anyone that like when you would say to them like we play pop punk they would think like oh green day <laughs> and you'd be like well no not really like um but once we went down there and worked with with ricky we realized like whoa like our sound can be taken up a whole step by working with the right kind of um producers and then um once we, we've done those songs we then shopped around again and worked with ian and that's when we started to just like find like misplaced sound um like he's just a really great um, producer like he's got really good ear for it um and yeah he just you can just bounce off him really well and just um create some, some good music yeah i think that's definitely like a rarity especially in scotland scotland's so heavily dominated by i guess the whole indie punk vibe that it is difficult to find someone who i, I don't know someone who recognizes a striming pedal sound for example <laughs> yeah. like you know, something that's not just throwing like a vintage tube or something on a guitar because obviously not what you guys need and not what any bands that kind of niche needs. Like, yeah, like the, I think the, 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 the kind of like craziest part for me um, was like when we went down and he had um, like an Avertune bridge. So like the guitar would just never go out a tune regardless of what you do with it. Like, and it was like, it just, it created that sort of like, you know, like kind of punchy, like, um, wall of sound that like rhythm guitars have in pop punk music like you kind of to achieve that you really need to have like those kind of like an Evertune bridge where you can just kind of like smash the guitar but, but it just stays in tune um and it was like just an eye-opening moment it was like god like all this time like we've been working with these guys and it, it, no, no fault of their own to discredit these guys it's just they didn't that wasn't the sound they like were into or like would claim that they were like that was our thing but um just that once we realise like okay we need to be like using these techniques because as you know yourself when you go into a studio and you work with a producer they show you so many different tips and tricks like just through watching them you can see like god like this is how you produce this sound this is how you get that type of tone and um yeah i would always encourage people to like kind of work with as many different producers as possible until they find like someone that they're like yeah this guy this guy gets it yeah, like obviously, like you said, shopping around is really important. Yeah. So, do you think you guys will work with Ian again? Obviously, now you guys have a a bigger platform, but uh, do you feel like he's just the the right person for where you're at the now? Um, he definitely is in terms of like the production and stuff. Like, 
there's no other engineers like that. There's no angle in the UK really that that comes to mind. There's obviously like there was like Seb Barlow and stuff who is does like is obviously has like a catalog speaks for itself. Um, but he's like every pop punk band in the UK ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in some way. Um, but yeah, like he's obviously like super busy with like neck deep and stuff now. Um, so Ian is just like great for for what we do. Um, but what we do, like we're looking at now, is kind of like outsourcing some of the mixing. Because um, obviously with mixing, you can kind of take that anywhere over the world. Um, so again, we're just going to do a shop around with that and see if we can take up like the next couple of tracks that we've done and take it to another level also. Yeah, obviously, I think a lot of bands do that. They'll find a producer they enjoy working with and then they'll outsource mixing and mastering just because it's nice to have a yeah, set of for sure. on it, I guess. Yeah, because you can get bogged down if you're, like, sitting, like, if you're recording all the music and, like, spending, like, weeks or whatever recording something and then, like, you have to go back and sit with the headphones and, and mix and master. It's, like, everything will start sounding the same. Yeah, it must be, like, such an exhausting process. One of the reasons I said I could never be a producer like i don't have it in me to look somebody in the eye and go yeah that was a <laughs> you know i could not could not do yeah god that it, that's the most important thing as well though like you need to like you know just go in there and just expect to be battered by this like no again <laughs> again 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 like and just kind of leave the ego at the door and just let the producer have the yeah. way <laughs> I, I i know man it's like um Obviously, every producer works differently as well. So, yeah, it might even be a case of you can work with this great producer, but the the way, like the process of how they record and stuff, just might not work for you. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like relationships, really. Like, just at, it's different strokes of different folks. <laughs> so you just kind of need <laughs> to exactly. like, find them, find your, your perfect match, and then um, you work with them as much as you can well it's, it seems like you guys have got you know like a, a really solid team around just now like like you said it was a, a process of experimenting with different people and having people come and go from the lineup and that but I, ca- I can't see it you know drastically changing from where you are now if that makes sense like it seems like you guys have yeah definitely set the foundations now just kind of get the ball rolling you know? yeah that's it i mean it took, took a little bit of time but now we've got like everyone involved that, that we want to be involved like we've got um with the label as well um omar and um, he's been doing like a lot of the sort of graphic design stuff for us like that we put on our stories and stuff and he done like our merch design um he's just like super talented as well and gets our vision and like understands what we're about so it's just like building that team is like so important as you know like just once you build a team of people around you like the rest just starts speaking for itself yeah it's very uh very organically done a lot of people don't realize that it's not this thing that you've got to force. Yeah, it just kind of exactly. falls into place with a bit of work, yeah. obviously. With that being said, obviously you guys have worked a lot through the pandemic to build your brand. But like, have you guys got any like cool gigger tour stuff lined up? Um, we've got nothing like in concrete lined up at the moment. Um, we're just kind of in talks with a few people. Like we're speaking with the label and stuff about potential shows and stuff in future as well. Um, but yeah, right now. It's, it's so hard like because obviously we're seeing like bands and stuff booking now for like august is like the earliest i'm seeing i don't know if you've seen any earlier than that um i think you might be right yeah august i like, obviously quite a lot of festivals were cancelled and there's ones that take part usually like 
after July that are going ahead, but I think it will be August, yeah. September. Optimistic. Yeah, that, that's the way I see it. It's like optimistic. I'm, I'm I'm worried about it. Like I think like I really hope to God that they do come back because it's been far too long. Like since we've been able to play a show or see a show, but um, it's just I guess it's just also still so up in the air. Yeah, I'm heavily opinionated on how the creative arts have been handled. So we'll, we'll stay away <laughs> from that so it doesn't turn into a like, political music rant. <laughs> but um, hopefully you guys will obviously get some stuff locked down for like fall, you know, for <laughs> any American people who might be checking this out because, you know, you're on an American <laughs> label now. That is autumn. Yeah, it- but yeah, that's cool, man. Like, fingers crossed. It. Speaking of which, though, is like, it's a like a dream tour lineup, and this could be literally anyone. Like, I've had some of the fucking weirdest combos. I've had like um, the Pixies on the same lineup as like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, like, like just like, a, like anything basically. Anyone. Anybody you'd like to tour with? Um, I think. I mean, so many bands that would be cool. Like, I'd love to tour with like um. To be honest, I'd like, there are a lot of artists I'd like to tour. I'd like to tour with the baby. <laughs> I feel like the baby would be so such a funny one, because um, he's just like got pure crazy energy. Um, I feel like uh, slow tie would be another one that would be cool because again he's just got a really cool energy that he brings. Uh, Maroon Five, I like to play with those guys. That's actually quite a surprise. I wasn't expecting Maroon Five. <laughs> Yeah, no, Maroon 5 is like one of my um, favourite artists, funnily enough. Um, which uh, they've got like, they used to be a pop punk band, believe it or not. Um, yeah, like, I think I've actually heard some of their like, really old stuff before they went, like, I guess, commercial. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of used to sound a bit like Green Day. Um, but yeah, those guys, like, that just, I mean, that Adam Levine's voice is just like golden. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. You, you can't pick a hair off his head like the man <laughs> <laughs> he's one of them where it's just his notes are perfect yeah. and I hate people like that because I'm so oh, jealous I know what you like... mean yeah I'm the same like I, I sit and like sing those songs like when I'm practicing and stuff and I'm like one day this will sound good <laughs> if you're anything like me you're probably sitting there like how the fuck do you do that without yelling <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's insane that's why I could line up though, but that my reaction to you saying Maroon 5 is kind of like other people's reaction when I say the free are one of my favourite bands of all time, and not because I have to say the <laughs> So fucking sick of hearing that song, but they are an actually good band. I can't say I've listened <laughs> to much of them, but they, how to save a life as a buyer, get to memed. be fair. They get memed so much because of that song, but like, nah, they deserve better. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you get memed, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It just means that you're you're doing well in some way. Here's the trick. Meme yourself. Set up a <laughs> meme page. Roast yourself and nobody can get you. That's it, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> perfect way. So, like, thanks for coming on and chatting to me. Yeah, no worries. We'll probably hear an EP and hopefully people have already heard the collab with Say We Can Fly. What yep. the fuck, by the way? What, do you want to quickly, actually, before we close this off, <laughs> yep. tell me a little bit about that? Because he's... He's pretty huge. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, it, like that was a, a bit of like a pinch yourself moment, like when we get to work with him, because like he's just such a a big artist, and like I've known about him for years, and like being a fan of his stuff. So um, it was really cool. Like he uh, is signed to the same label as us, so um, the label made that happen for us, um, which was really cool. Um, 
and like it was one of our old songs um and we just got him in to do like a feature part and came do some of the production um and done the mix and yeah just his part fits in so well it's, it's just it's so good it just makes the song pop yeah that'll probably um you know give you guys a little boost in terms of like your traction and stuff as well which is already growing i think you guys were on like correct me if i'm wrong like 33k monthly listeners on spotify yeah i think it's that yeah it's just like now that. yeah i mean that's only gonna go up i can't see that going down when you drop <laughs> the ep you know yeah we hope so i mean <laughs> be concerning <laughs> if it did but i'm sure it'll keep growing uh, yeah we're just we're just gonna keep keep plugging away at it obviously just waiting for things to go back um with like live and stuff and just like just keep taking this as far as we can take it really yeah that's it exactly like you guys haven't even had a chance to go out and really like scrape the tip of the iceberg with the live shows yet like, yeah like all it takes is i guess one one cool tour with a band that are you know like a little bit bigger and you could be off yeah that's that's the hopes um but just fingers crossed that things start getting better and these vaccines work and we can get back to some sort of normality Fingers crossed, man. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Before I let you go, do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you guys? Yep. Um, so you can find us um, on all social medias at Misplaced UK. Um, and you can also find me on um, Instagram at Kyle Misplaced. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much. Cool, that's perfect, <laughs> man. Be sure to check out the Misplaced EP, which is dropping as this episode drops. And thank you so much. No worries. See ya.